Hey, hey, once again, this is the third and final slice on our series about the sovereignty of God and the prayers of His people, entitled Prayers in Pink. This is talking about the sovereignty of God and our prayers, and is it an oxymoron to use both in one sentence? If God ordains everything as He is sovereignly in control over everything, then what's the use of prayer? And this has been our topic for the past three days, and this will be the final slice of Prayers in Pink. Yesterday, we discussed A.W. Pink's three points that answers to the question, why God has bidden us to pray. God is sovereign, and the reason why we pray, says Pink, is that God has ordained it as a means to glorify Himself through our obedience on it as a command. God has bidden us to pray. Three points, and yesterday we learned the first reason why God did so was because we pray for the glory of God. The first point of pink was, we pray for the glory of God. The Lord God Himself should be honored, that God will be worshipped, that God will be depended upon, and that in our faith or wholehearted confidence on His supplication, He will be glorified. Today, we will finish the entire article entitled, Prayers in Pink. Listen intently, and why don't you share this episode to others? You might just bless and encourage and even challenge people to kneel down in prayers to the God who is sovereign above everything. Plus, if you listen to this episode fully, you might just win a book if you follow the instructions later. We will have a short game. What's the book you say? No other than the magnum opus of J.I. Packer entitled Knowing God. How? Finish this episode and you will see. So this will be a treat today. Win J.I. Packers Knowing God. This is your quanding companion, Cross Radio. Hey, hey, Twister Hover here, and I'm so excited to share to you stories, anecdotes, and truths from the sacred writ that intertwine with our daily realities. This is Cross Radio, and welcome to the podcast that's all about the Christocentric word, to the crystal needing world. This is the final slice of our article read by yours truly entitled Prayers in Pink The Sovereignty of God and the Prayers of His People. Yesterday, we have answered the question through the pen of A.W. Pink, why God has bidden us to pray. The first answer that Pink actually gave us why we are bidden to pray is that we pray for the glory of God. The second point why we are bidden to pray is that we pray that we receive the spiritual blessings of God as a means for our growth in grace. Before we regard prayer as a means of obtaining what God has supplied for our needs, the author points us to know that God's gracious supply in any situation is mainly for our growth. Pink clarifies that our growth in grace means that prayer gives us what other means could not or barely give. He notes five things, scripturally based, that grows us in and through prayer. First point, humbling purposes. Second point, exercise of our faith. Third point, 
love in action. Fourth point, our love to God is increased. Fifth point, our joy increases as it teaches us the value of blessings rooted in the value of the giver. So the second point, we pray that we receive the spiritual blessings of God as a means for our growth in grace. The third reason why God has bidden us to pray is that, as Pink points out, we pray that we acknowledge our needs before Him who knows everything. For Pink, quote, prayer is not the purpose of informing God as if He were ignorant, but it is to acknowledge He does know what we are in need of. Prayer is not appointed for the furnishing of God with the knowledge of what we need, but it is designed as a confession to Him of our sense of the need. In this, as in everything, God's thoughts are not as ours. God requires that His gifts should be sought for. He designs to be honored by our asking, just as He is to be thanked by us after He has bestowed His blessing. Page 115 of The Sovereignty of God. So the third point is we pray that we acknowledge our needs before Him who knows everything. Why God has bidden us to pray? Number one, we pray for the glory of God. Number two, we pray that we receive the spiritual blessings of God as a means for our growth in grace. And number three, we pray that we acknowledge our needs before Him who knows everything. The design of prayer. In all these, what's the point of God initiating prayer as a command for God's people? Prayers quite pointless if God predestined all things already. Quote, however, the question still returns on us. End quote. Pink points out, quote, If God be the predestinator of everything that comes to pass and the regulator of all events, then is not prayer a profitless exercise? A sufficient answer to these questions is that God bids us to pray. Sovereignty of God, page 115. He adds that our Lord Jesus Christ himself was a man of prayer. Thus, making it far from being pointless, He is our best and deepest motivation why we pray. Because Jesus did. Here now is the gist of everything Mr. Pink wants to point out regarding the point of prayer in the light of God's sovereign rule. He calls this the design of prayer. In it, I rest my case. Quote, Here then is the design of prayer. Not that God's will may be altered, but that it may be accomplished in his own good time and way. It is because God has promised certain things that we can ask for them with full assurance of faith. It is God's purpose that his will shall be brought about by his own appointed means, and that he may do his people good upon his own terms, and that is, by the means and terms of entreaty and supplication. Our views respecting prayer need to be revised and brought into harmony with the teaching of Scripture on the subject. The prevailing idea seems to be that I come to God and ask Him for something that I want, and that I expect Him to give me that which I have asked. But this is a most dishonoring and degrading conception. The popular belief reduces God to a servant, our servant, doing our bidding, performing our pleasure, granting our desires. No. Prayer is a coming to God, telling Him my need, committing my way unto the Lord, and leaving Him to deal with it as seemeth Him best. This makes my will subject to His, instead of, as in the former case, seeking to bring His will into subjection to mine. No prayer is pleasing to God unless the Spirit actuating it 
is, quote, not my will, but thine be done, in quote. Quote, when God bestows blessings on a praying people, it is not for the sake of their prayers, as if he was inclined and turned by them, but it is for his own sake and of his own sovereign will and pleasure. Should it be said, to what purpose then is prayer? It is answered, this is the way and means God has appointed for the communication of the blessings of his goodness to his people. For though he has purposed, provided, and promised them, yet he will be sought unto to give them, and it is a duty and privilege to ask. When they are blessed with a blessing of prayer, it forebodes well, and looks as if God intended to bestow the good things asked, which should be asked always with submission to the will of God, saying, Not my will, but thine be done. Quote. This is from the commentary of John Gill. For Pink, and for almost all saint theologians, fully regarding the sovereignty of God as the foundation of proper theology, prayer is not a means to be the master over God, but the other way around. I am the subject. He is the sovereign. We ask yes as a child to a loving daddy, but it is also acknowledging him as Lord over all. Quote, prayer is a coming to God, telling him my need, committing my way unto the Lord, and living him to deal with it as seemeth him best. End quote. It is done. Pink and Gill summarizes in the same spirit that arrested Christ at Gethsemane, not my will, but yours be done. As pointed, Pink summarized why we wrap everything up, quote, in Jesus' name, end quote. He devotes all of his description to the reality that in this, we must know who Jesus is because we call and identify with his name. Thus to know him and by grace to be like him in spirit and in truth, prayers should be carefully in keeping with who Jesus is. Thus, knowing that God is sovereign should lead me to rally my heart towards God and know that, echoing Christ's cry, if it is His will, it will be done. This becomes the romantic rendezvous where God's sovereignty and our prayers meet in Jesus' name. I'll say this once again. This now becomes the romantic rendezvous where God's sovereignty and our prayers meet. In Jesus' name. Spurgeon has said it puissantly, when your will is God's will, you will have your will. End quote. Not that this trust in God's sovereignty will lead me to fatalism, but grows me in relational maturity knowing that it's not about me and I need to align myself to God's will. I need to stay in sync with God's heartbeat and I learn that beautifully in prayer. In Jesus' name. Thus, Jerry Bridges writes, quote, The knowledge of his sovereignty is meant to be an encouragement to pray, not an excuse to lapse into some sort of pious fatalism. End quote. This is from Trusting God Even When Life Hurts by Jerry Bridges. Or simply, just like what the governor of Negros Occidental, broken in front of the Almighty and of the people, desperate in front of a faceless enemy, said that these uncontrollable realities are leading us to him who is sovereign. Quote, 
to remind all of us on our dependence on God's mercy and grace. End quote. If God is sovereign, why pray? Since God is sovereign, I should. Hey, hey, it's game time! We will be giving away J.A. Packer's book, Knowing God, and this is up for grabs. Here's a simple instruction. I will give you one simple question, and the one who has given the best answer, we will have our admin as judges. So this one question will win, for sure, J.I. Packer's infamous book, Knowing God. Answer this simple question. Why still pray if God has already sovereignly decreed everything? Again, why still pray if God has sovereignly decreed everything? Post this on your Facebook with your answer and these two hashtags. Our hashtags will be the pointers if you are included. Hashtag CrossRadioPH and hashtag PinkPrayers2020. Again, hashtag CrossRadioPH and hashtag PinkPrayers2020. The winner will be announced next week. So tag as many friends so that they can listen to our podcast episode. Let them like this episode. Let them follow our Facebook page, Cross Radio, and challenge them to enjoy our sovereign God by praying ceaselessly. This is Twister Hover, and you're listening to Cross Radio. Have a good and godly day.